Hello! Welcome to It's Okay to Feel with Jennifer and Noan, a NAMI OC podcast, where we explore mental health topics that help you feel your feelings and feel a little less alone. We're so happy you're here. Now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to It's Okay to Feel, a podcast by NAMI Orange County. My name is Known Wells, and I have my co-host Jennifer Lynn with me today. As always, hello, Jennifer. Hello, Known. We are doing an NPR show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, how does that make you feel, Known? My name is Smurgles McDoodle, and that makes me feel, hmm, I don't know, good. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We have a caller. Okay, caller. Where are you calling from? <laughs> Hey, I'm from uh, uh, Ohio. Uh, I want to know about feelings. <laughs> well, caller, we have the perfect podcast for you. I'm glad you called, Smurgles. <laughs> My name is Known, and uh, feelings are the best, and it's okay to feel. Um, thank you. Uh, I'm going to go tell everyone. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today, today on the show, um, Jennifer and I are talking about... We can't leave all that in. Why not? We that was can't. great. That was gold. We're going to leave it in. We're leaving it in, Ed. Today, we're talking about sensitivity <laughs> and being highly sensitive people because our interview today is with uh, Louise Henning, who runs the Instagram highly sensitive underscore person. Highly underscore person. I think mark. It is. Um, we'll make sure to uh, link it in the show notes. But Louise is wonderful, and you're going to absolutely adore our conversation. You're going to adore her because she is adorable and wonderful. And uh, we're talking about sensitivity. If you're listening to this podcast, you are probably a sensitive person, I'm guessing. Well, you're making some big accusations there, but. I am. I am. Yeah, I'm reaching, but. I guess what I mean by that is if you're a person who likes to think about mental health or wants to grow their capacity for thinking about mental health, you're probably sensitive like Jennifer and I are. We're sensitive people. You're sensitive, right, Jennifer? Yeah. Or if you like to juggle oranges, you're probably a sensitive person also. <laughs> I used to be good at juggling. I I mean, I could juggle a soccer ball, like soccer style juggling, but the actual like with my hands show struggling off there known yeah, I know. about I'm soccer sorry. again huh <laughs> <laughs> well you've come to the right place because i married a south american <laughs> yeah there you go yeah you did you did um, when i went to, to at, when i went to chile his i think his grandma was is like 87 or 86 at the time and she's like oh, it's on and then she we went in her tiny little bedroom and they were all like screaming at the television it was like the strangest thing for me I didn't come from a sports fan. Chile, yeah, is has a huge, huge soccer population. Yeah. Uh, and that's and perfectly team. on topic for today's yes. topic. Yes. Uh, Juggling we're emotions. We're the number one feelings podcast, and we're the number one soccer podcast. And we're the number one cookie podcast. And fruit podcast, <laughs> as we said in our interview with Luis. <laughs> um, we're just the number one podcast in all the places, in all the planets, <laughs> in the stars. Um <laughs> So why are we talking about sensitivity, Jennifer? 
Well, generally, I think if you're a feely person, then you probably have some sensitivities to some things. Um, Mm -hmm. And today's topic is being highly sensitive, which can mean like a numerous amount of things. Like uh, it can mean that lights or sounds like might just seem more overwhelming for you. It could be like big spaces or little spaces, maybe. Um, But that's something else. And uh you could just maybe wonder like I did, like why your feelings are so big or why if someone else is mad in the room that you feel mad too, or uh, someone's tone or body language can completely like shut down your day. And why are you like that? Well, you're probably a hypersensitive person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, I relate to all of that stuff you said. And it, it, to me, like what I, what I want to, remind myself and you and the listeners is like being highly sensitive is is wonderful it's a gift it's a superpower and also we have to find ways to protect ourselves we have to find ways to recharge we have to find ways to really explore our sensitivities otherwise it could just be all too much kryptonite all the time superhero that's right that's right. Yeah, it could be our, our kryptonite. So how how do we, you know, as humans, if we are sensitive, kind of like feeling all the feelings, you know, projecting all the things, like how do we how do we protect ourselves? I think we take a really big nap in the sunlight. That, That's the best kind. No, but I really do work. like that. It does actually help me if you're if you have the ability to take a nap sometimes when you're just feeling like the world is a bunch of bees. Because mm. obviously yeah. everyone else feels that way too. Bees everywhere. But I mean, there, there, are, there's the definitely, you know, you hit upon like the self-care piece of it, which is important and rest obviously is important. Um, and I struggle with the rest piece of it. But there's another piece of it that I want to explore a little bit is like the... Protecting part? is the protecting part but like on a on a like an emotional level and that piece of it like takes practice like anything and i'll i'll maybe try to share an example so like if i am like you you mentioned like you know maybe you're you're feeling like this person is mad at you right or or you know they said something in a tone that like you you sort of perceived as being you know, mad at you, right? In reality, they they probably aren't, right? But we're that's how we're perceiving it because we're feeling sensitive, we're feeling maybe insecure, we're feeling lots of things. You know, one way to protect ourselves in that way is to remind ourselves that, okay, just ask ourselves a question. Be curious, right? Like, who is this person? What is the context of what they're saying? what is the context of like my day? Like, how did I get here? (laughs) Right? Like, how have I been feeling up until this point? Am I, you know, what, what, what is contributing to this feeling? Because it could be a lot of things. Like I know for me, you know, when I'm getting to a point where I am feeling that, and I've definitely felt that, um, it's usually just lots of things going on in my head. And I am, being unfair to myself and I'm being unfair to the person who's not mad at me. He was just like, you know, saying a thing. Yeah, whatever, (laughs) you know, whatever it may be, you know, so 
I think curiosity and like having the kindness and patience to ask ourselves those questions is crucial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is very true. I had another thought, but it flew out the window of my ear. Oh, was it a bird? <laughs> oh, a lovely little pigeon. <laughs> oh, a pigeon, a rat with wings. I love pigeons. Come on. Yeah, no, I... I the best is fine. when you see a pigeon at the beach, like with all the seagulls. Like we went to the beach a few weeks ago and there was like uh, like local birds, like terns and some other birds and then all the seagulls and then one pigeon just kind of wandering around and I'm like, hello, welcome. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, just number me. one bird podcast. <laughs> do you listeners, do you see any common threads in my life? <laughs> so all right, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about like being sensitive and being curious. Like how how do you do do with that with the curiosity piece? The 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 ability to like take a step back and ask yourselves questions in that in those moments. Um Sometimes it's better than other times. Like sure. I feel like, especially in these times, like pandemic times, uh, I live in a brain of chaos. Um, also for good reasons, like this podcast is a blessing. I have some other like amazing blessings happening in my career, but like- Hashtag blessings, yo. Woohoo, yeah. Um, but it also causes chaos because now I have to like rearrange the way my mind works, which is like, mom, 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 mom. Wait work like um and then that causes me to be um more antsy like with anxiety and then that causes me to be more sensitive and then i know we talked about it in the episode with louise but like it just leads back to like needing communicating your needs um and if you're very if you're one of the lucky ones you have if you have a partner especially a partner you live with like having a partner that could be like, okay, Tucky, step back. Like some things, what is up with you? Or like, um, I have a habit of like going up to my husband when he's working, which is like a stressful situation for him. And I'm be like, I need a hug right now. Like he's mm. like, I'm working I'm on a call. I'm like, give me a hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we probably should communicate about that. <laughs> well, you you know, you're right. Louise like brought up the communication piece, which is crucial. But sometimes it's like even, you know, for us sensitive types, it's like even, you know, communicating, even bringing up the thing is like we have to feel like we deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz a lot of times like I know I've been in a place where I don't bring up the thing because I feel like I don't deserve the hug or I feel like I don't deserve the attention of the situation or I don't deserve the curiosity of my own heart, right? Like, and that's another piece I think that's probably common for sensitive types is the insecurity piece is the like limiting beliefs piece. It's also, I, have you ever like opened up and been like, I want a hug and the person's like, why? What do you need one for? Like, if that happened to me, I, I might like correct. just, combust I, I might just like burn burn up and die it's hard because like situations like that have happened especially because uh, I mean we have a kiddo and it's some days are really stressful and I remember saying like I really need a hug right now and he's like why you know he's gonna have tantrums every day and I'm like yeah but today's particularly bad can I please have a freaking hug <laughs> mm. but then I'm like maybe he doesn't want to give me hugs like 
I'm just going to have to sit here instead of asking for a hug um, because I don't deserve hugs, obviously, because if you know something is going to be stressful, then obviously you should just deal with it. Mm. And then that's like that and alone is really stressful. And a hype, I think a hypersensitive personality trait because now I'm like festering and like what I did wrong, like what I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm, I'm, and I'm sure in the moment he didn't mean it meanly either, but then like, I'm like, okay, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve that. Don't even bother asking. Um, yeah. Do you think that stems from your childhood? Like, you know, you had mentioned in our conversation with Louise that, you know, can you grew up in this environment where you're just like, suck it up, you know, quiet, you know, you're fine, you know, that kind of stuff. I do. I also think like being a mixture of being very loud. Well, also I have New York parents, but like I... I, I'm feeling here. I have a lot of feelings and I talk really loud. And uh, sometimes I do tell jokes because I want to be not just center of attention, but like I want people to think I'm funny or think I'm like, you know, mm. and then there's this perception based on like, your work is so happy. You must be just happy all the time. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I wish. Like, <laughs> don't you see it's just a projection? Don't you see that I'm writing this to myself? Read the caption. <laughs> but I I don't know where I'm going with that. So. No, that's interesting. I love that. Um, first of all, I I think it's any creative type can understand that like we make the thing for others, but we're also like speaking to ourselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've never thought that about your work. Uh, you know, I know you're deeply, deeply disturbed. <laughs> you're going to say that. That's so funny. <laughs> yep. That's the name of my new podcast, deeply disturbed coming next to. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it's interesting. Cause like, I am, I'm kind of thinking through, I mean, you know this, Jennifer, but I'm kind of thinking through this new project, uh, a story <laughs> that, that you know, is about, you know, it's about feelings, it's about like being sensitive and, and, and you've heard people say in your life to kids, especially, you're fine it's okay. You're fine. Right. And I, you know, I, I, I understand the motivation of that. I understand that there's like frustration and that like maybe your kid is crying and you just want them to stop and just like cease from being a nuisance for a moment. Right. But there's also, it's such, there's such pain in that, that I feel because it's, we humans are sensitive. We are feelers. We feel. And when our culture or the people in our lives um, silence that and, and invalidate that and gaslight us, you know, in our feelings, like it's, it's so damaging. And I think it, it, you know, when we have those experiences young, it can really, it can really do a lot of damage into our, adult years. I think about that a lot, especially since I'm raising like a little boy and Mm. we watch a lot of Daniel Tiger, which is like a stem of um, Mr. Rogers. And so they, they talk about 
Well, first of all, they have great little jingly songs about you. I bet they do. If you feel so mad like you want to roar, take a step back and count to four. Except my my son doesn't know the four. And then they go, one, two, three, four. (laughs) Except my son doesn't understand that second part. He just goes, I'm so mad. And I'm like, no, you're not. We're playing dolls. Like, (laughs) But he, and I don't know if this is a common baby's trait like I don't know if all babies are like this because obviously I just have this one baby and but uh he'll watch because the episodes are deep like that about like feelings uh he'll like project whatever like so if someone like steals someone's toy he'll and Daniel Tiger is mad he'll be like I'm so mad and I'll be like no it's okay baby like or if they're upset or if they're crying or if they're anything he will uh I don't know if he's mimicking or actually feeling like whatever the tv is feeling Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to a friend every uh, the other day and she's like, well, that's a great opportunity to be like, are you feeling frustrated? And I'm like, except like in this moment, I don't feel like he actually is frustrated. I feel like he's like parroting. So I usually say like, it's okay, baby. Look, they're sharing. Like it's all better now. Um, but I want to make sure like he's understanding the feelings and like, yeah. you know, he's allowed to express those feelings. Um, I feel like that's like really important because <laughs> there's we're all so damaged from like our it feels like so much pressure like I don't want him to feel how I feel or have like or but I know I'm gonna screw him up because most parents do so like I I just want to make sure I get the feeling I mean I I I'm not a parent but and I but I I understand what you're saying I I and I'll just say to you as as a friend you're not you're not gonna screw him up you know you're 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 going to live your life in a way that's open hearted and that is showing him that feelings are valid and that there's no good and bad feelings that is just, you know, it's just about recognizing that. And, and, and yeah, he'll, you know, it's a flow, right? As we said in our conversation with Louise, it's like, there'll be some ebbs and flows. There'll be some ups and downs, but like the, the general direction is, is toward, a healthier way of talking about this stuff and feeling, you know, and God knows we need more like feeling men in this world. So I'm hoping like he's one of those people. Um, He will be, he will be um, because you're his mom. We'll just sit there and eat cookies and cry together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, look, a bird. Okay. We're happy now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, the being sensitive in a man thing and a boy thing. Yeah. It's uh I hope we we continue to kind of like make make inroads there because you know it's uh it's killing people right you know mm-hmm. suicide in men is very high and and uh bullying you know exists and that comes from a place of like oh I have to be you know strong and and you know whatever and it's all the it's all that toxic masculinity that that is so pervasive and you know, any boys listening, any any young men listening, um, it's. Oh, I was just about to use the F word. It's. It's. Cre- <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's fine. It's so freaking cool that you have a big, sensitive, feely heart and you feel a lot. That is awesome. Like, like I said at the top, it's a superpower. Like, that is a great thing. You just have to learn how to navigate it. You know, and hopefully this podcast and these episodes as a whole will will help you in that journey. 
realistically, I'm sure there's so many more of you and me. Like, I feel like as a society, it's harder for men. I'm, not, I'm never going to like argue with that. But even it's like, we need more hold on, powerful. Hold on, hold on. Oh, say. Let me be clear. Okay. As a whole, uh-huh. it is much harder for women in, in the world, right? <laughs> oh, well, Just to be clear. But, but feeling, specifically yes. in terms of feelings, yes. I want to be clear about it because I am okay. a white male of immense privilege. Okay. Just to, just to say. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you, I, I, you can't interrupt a mom who had Sorry, a child I, I, because then she has no brain. But no, um, I'm glad you clarified. Yes. In this particular avenue, like society in America, especially, dictates, dic- dictates. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said dictates. Um, yep. Um, <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. Um, Do but not. it, it dedicates <laughs> basically, it, I, I'm so scared to talk now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it dictates, is that right? Yes. That's okay. Right. Um, that like, Men need to be stronger, but in our society also, I feel like right now it's so we need to be strong women also. And I feel like when you use the word strong a lot, it all, it means, it doesn't only mean like, it means like, or it means in my opinion, like strong women don't feel this way. Like strong women, like power through like strong, like, um, which is like the opposite of like my core, um, like I think you can be both, and I think by being a feelings person, you are both automatically because to f- feelings are amazing. I hear my son crying; it's very sad. Um, but um, feelings are amazing. Yeah, I I like what you're saying. I I think that um, we need to redefine what like powerful means, and mm-hmm. and and also kind of re appropriate the word to mean all sorts of different things and 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 maybe power is not a intrinsic value we need to seek out right you know like so for so long especially our american culture it's been about fierce independence and pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps and you know crushing and doing crossfit <laughs> <laughs> And all these things, you know, and I, I just question all of it, you know, and, and we just need to keep questioning that stuff because, you know, those systems are in a lot of ways antithetical to feeling your feelings and being sensitive, you know. And so if you're in a system like that, that feels like the opposite of, of your inner world, challenge it or get out of there. Because it's not good for you. Not that I'm anti CrossFit, but where did that come from? Like all I of a sudden, I, I, sorry, no, I no, not no, not from oh, your where mouth. Did CrossFit come from? Like all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah. you go on like social media one day, and like everyone's lifting tires, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> I yeah, I know. I don't. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to besmirch the CrossFit. No, community. I'm not either. I mean, I can't do any of that stuff. I can't. I even do I a only pull-up. brought it up because. I have a, um, I think a chip on my shoulder when it comes to like the community of like weightlifting and working out in general tends to be a little bit 
toxically masculine and broy and you know the the crushing the crushing people the people yeah. who crush you know like and I I dislike it I dislike it yeah I I am really curious where that came from though I mean because it goes back to like what um what Lindley was saying how like the fitness industry is like a seventy eight billion dollar industry and I'm just like yeah and she's like that goes from everything to like an ad like a weight loss ad to a diet to like you know yeah my rad is that the right thing of things but like there's so many <laughs> new things and i'm not against like people having strong bodies because i think i probably should have a stronger body since a gallon of milk is really heavy for me um and I, <laughs> but i also carry around a 23 pound weight every day so we'll see but um i don't know it's, it's like it's all relative we as a society we as people uh, need to always be asking, always be challenging, always be challenging our own biases, challenging our own perspectives. You know, when we get comfortable, uh, is is not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think that like my perspective is like we should always be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I only made a joke about bras. <laughs> oh, there you go yeah i mean that that is, is like the that industry has a history of being I mean, very uncomfortable and, and misogyny and like <laughs> yeah right you know like that that has that has a whole other sort of ball of ball of yarn but um yeah uh sensitivities well the episode with louise is really good she's very sweet um mm, so sweet and uh, I think y'all really love it. Y'all will. Y'all, y'all will, will love it. You will love it. Oh, that's a different guy. Here's the, that's not the guy <laughs> from Ohio. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was a different guy. Um, well, yeah, I guess. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to It's Okay to Feel. You know, if you haven't subscribed, you need to subscribe. And if you haven't left a rating and review for this show in Apple Podcasts, we'd love to see those reviews. And maybe we'll read them on uh, the next uh, the next episode. That, that would be, be fun. That would be fun. Hi there. This is Janice from Blue Jays Anonymous. <laughs> I don't know what that voice is, but I will take That's- it. That's, 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 I'm like, I'm being Janice from Blue Jays Anonymous being like, I love your podcast. I love how you always talk about birds. Oh, there you go. Got it. Got it. Sorry. That's full circle there. But yes, do that. (laughs) Do that. And thank you for listening. You feely humans are the best. We love you. Um, Where can people find you, Noon, online or otherwise? Yes, you can find me, Noon. uh, Noon? At uh, (laughs) Noon. Um, feelyhuman.co feelyhuman.co is my website the feely human collective and my podcast is called you me empathy it's also weekly every monday like this episode so you know pad your podcast listening playlist with lots of feely stuff um and on instagram at you me empathy and at feely human how about you jennifer fur fur <laughs> um 
Well, you can find me online. I'm Jennifer Lynn, J-E-N-I-P-H-E-R-L-Y-N.com. I'm the same name on Instagram. I also have a mental wellness podcast that's unfortunately on hiatus, but there's still 50 glorious episodes up there that you can listen to. Um, and that's called Rainy Day Diaries. And so on Instagram, you can find me at Jennifer Lynn or at Rainy Day Diaries Pod. And I have something amazing to say. <laughs> So It's Okay to Feel is for informational and educational or entertainment or both purposes, purposes like the animal only and is not a substitute for medical or psychiatric advice, diagnosis or treatment. It just basically means, Jace, gosh, I cannot talk, uh, but it just basically means we are not doctors. We are just awesome, overly feeling human beings and we want to help you feel less alone. It's Okay to Feel is funded by the Orange County Healthcare Agency, Behavioral Health Services, Coronavirus Aid Relief, and Economic Security Act, the CARES Act. We are so grateful for that funding. We wouldn't be here without it. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. And hey, remember that your feelings are valid. Your feelings are guideposts on your journey. And it's always okay, okay to, to feel. feel. Always okay <laughs> to feel. Feel, feel. <laughs>
I mean, I, I, I follow you on Instagram and I, I love everything you say. Like every, every post I'm like, ah, oh, I feel it. So, <laughs> you know, it's just like right to the heart, you know, and yeah. Jennifer, I know relates what, how did it come about where you all of a sudden five years ago, like, oh, I'm a sensitive person. How did that come about? Um, I've always been like a really hardworking person and I did not. I don't like to let people down. So I've been working a lot and a lot, a lot, <laughs> like maybe too much um, trying to please others and not thinking mm. about myself. Um, so that ended in, um, what do you say? Like you burnout. Yeah. Burnout. Right. Um, and then I was home for maybe I think three months to start with. And I just, started to google like <laughs> i feel a lot of things like everything that has to do with feelings because i was just like desperate to figure out what was going on and then i stumbled upon um i think it was a well, not a personality test but something like that like a website with um talking about being highly sensitive and i take all the boxes there were like 40 of them and i was taking like 38 of them hmm. and that was such a relief to finally figure out and like feel safe in what I'm feeling. Um, just knowing that I am not weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is just who I am. And this is why I ended up in the, the spot I was in at that time being burnt out because yeah. I was taking too much. Um, I was taking a lot of emotions in and I didn't realize it was not mine. I am. Um, realized later that it was everyone else's feelings and not mine so that was a really big relief to figure out that i was highly sensitive um yeah, yeah so that's how i figured out i was highly sensitive yeah thank you for sharing that i i, I definitely relate to the taking on of other people's emotions and the journey of like deciphering is this mine or is this another person's and for sensitive people like us it's it's hard to delineate right it's hard to figure that out right at times right so you are swedish correct yeah. what it like culturally what is the sort of temperature check of like emotions like do you guys talk about emotions is that like a taboo thing over there what's 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 going on that wise um i think we are pretty far ahead when it comes to talking about emotions and not being that uh typical guy guy or girl girl um but i used to live in um, in the states for a while and when i compare I think Sweden is so far ahead when it comes to talking about emotions. Um, it's still not um, acceptable 100% to be uh, a sensitive guy. I think for girls, it's more okay. Hmm. Um, not my opinion, but <laughs> that's right. the way it is. Yeah. Um, but I think I still think Sweden is um, pretty open when it comes to talking about emotions and feelings. I think we're getting better at it. And it's, I think it feels like it's been the last two years, it's been more um, accepted to talk about how you feel and if you've been burnt out or if you have any uh, diseases or mental health issues. So I think we're 
I'm proud of the fact that we can actually talk about it and it feels okay to talk about it. I think that's a good first step. <laughs> yeah, other countries. <laughs> I mean, like in in the Netherlands, in UK, like they even have like, even their healthcare includes like mental health benefits. Like we're just like mm-hmm. so far behind. <laughs> yeah. We're the worst. We are I the mean, worst. <laughs> we're the worst. Uh, no, yeah. but we can, we have, um, I think, I don't know, like I can't speak for everyone, but at my, where I work, we get uh, 3000 Swedish crowns a year to spend on whatever we want that is in the area of health. <laughs> So, like, if you want to work out, the office pay for it. If you want to go to a therapist, the office pay for it. If you want to go get a massage, the office pay for it. That's so that's amazing. a really good thing. Yeah. Your so you can, money is called crowns? Yeah. That crowns. sounds so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and our little king is on it. <laughs> I love that so much. Not little, but it's... <laughs> he well. feels tiny. <laughs> yeah, it, on the money, it's little. <laughs> yeah, so that's a really good thing. Yeah. No, that's good to hear. I, I, uh, I mean, that was, that was expected. We here in the States, you know, toxic masculinity, uh, thrives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so in your mind, what, what do you think makes a sensitive person? Like what are the, what are the traits of a highly sensitive person? Um, I, to explain it in the, in the shortest way I can, the fastest way I can. Um, a highly sensitive person is someone who experienced the world a little different. We press, process information deeply. So we, yeah, we, I don't know how you say it, but we oftentimes we are empathetic. Um, yeah. It's a good thing to feel and all that, but it could also be easier for us to get stressed or overwhelmed since we process that much emotions every day. Um, so yeah, in my own words, I would say highly sensitive is someone who has their, um, what do you call it? Like sense the little, the anim- who anim- animals got it. They have like, um, yeah, antennas. Yeah, antennas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we have our antennas a little bit further out than the other, like what other people have. Oh, that's um, yeah we're butterflies yeah (laughs) i don't know it's i think it's sometimes it's hard to explain but that's the easiest way i try to explain it yeah um we feel a little bit things a little bit more deeper maybe than others yes yeah i mean you're you're preaching to the choir and and jennifer and i you know it's it's really for the listeners to kind of help help them you know understand what that means for them you know i it is about, you know, I mean, I, I certainly feel so much and I, I take on so much and the, and I'm wondering like how you've done with this, like the real trick is in finding balance. It's, it's in finding um, ways to protect ourselves, right? It's in finding, right. Um, you know, curiosity you know about our emotions and and figuring out like like i said before what's ours what's theirs right of that you know all that stuff how has that been for you in finding that balance and protecting um it's been kind of a rocky road um and when i first realized i was hsp i was not i was just trying to 
gather as much information as possible. And I did not realize what I actually needed to find my own like balance in all of it. Um, but when I figured it out, it was um, the best thing that happened because you need to, it's all different from, it's like a different from, differs for everyone what you need to um do to recharge or get find the balance but when you do that it's the best thing that happens to you because that is what you need to be able to cope with it all i think yeah um and now i think i forgot the question (laughs) no it's fine (laughs) you know i i guess i you know so me as being a sensitive person, I've had to, I, you know, I grew up in a very unsafe environment, so I learned to kind of shut down. And then when I started to open up again, it was, you know, it's just like the floodgates, right? It was just like right. this overwhelming. And then I had to like find ways to feel again in a healthy way, in a balanced way, in a way that like, um, protected me in a way that I wasn't people pleasing in a way that, you know, protected my heart, but still allowed me to feel right in a way that also wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm a helper type person. And so I know for me, sometimes I could take that too far and that could be even manipulative to others. Right. And so I have to be cognizant of that, I guess, like, yeah, like how navigating those, like that balance, that pull and 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 plug you know plug and play pull you know like because sometimes we take it too far right and and we have to like take a step back you know um how has that been in your relationships and work you know all that stuff yeah like you said i i'm all also a helper so and you always think that people want your help (laughs) but they don't actually always need your help. Right. It's just something that you think. I think maybe I feel like helping others is my um, my call. Do you say that? Or like yeah. the, my mission? Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I feel like that's my mission, I try to apply that in every relationship I have. Because for me, also helping people is a really kind thing. But it's not always what the other person need yeah so you have to like you said find a balance um in <laughs> do you always have to help people sometimes i help people just so i can feel good yes but it's not always the best for them right so sometimes you just have to back up and figure out who am i doing this for <laughs> is it because mm. i want to feel good and have people praise me or is it because i really care about the other person um, but I think it's really hard to find a balance because I, I've been like that all my life. So I think it's hard to not reverse, but like try to get away from that. Always being the helper. Um, but that's the, my first thing always. So for example, at work, if someone asks a question out in the room, in the open room, I'm always quick to like Google it or like, I know like trying to be a pleaser instead of like, okay, I don't always have to be the one who helps and catches everyone when they almost fall. Like, um, but I, it's a hard thing because I like being that person, but also if someone else is like that, I could feel, um, that they're, it's, 
you don't always have to be that way. So when I find like when I meet someone who's exactly like me, it could also bother me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good reflection. Um, They're like a mirror for you. Yeah, to yeah. meet someone who is just like you and like try to get to know that person and see if I yeah I don't know does that make sense? It so does. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, it does make sense. Yeah. I, I think you hit upon something very important, which is why am I doing this? Like, why am I helping? Right. And I, I'm sure we've all been in situations in partnerships and relationships, friendships where, um, we're not, you know, we think we're thinking about the other person's like what they need, but ultimately it's like you said, Louise, it's, mm-hmm. we're trying to make ourselves feel better, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, I was recording with I was talking with someone yesterday for my podcast, You Me Empathy, and he said, his name's Jason Garner. He said, I don't like the word balance. He said, I like the word flow, Hmm. which I appreciated because it's balance is like it has this I don't know, weight of 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 like you get to a place and then you're done or right. It's like 50, 50, right. But it's not really, it is kind of like a flow. Like we go in and out and sometimes we're great at it and sometimes we're not. And, and being open to that and being kind and patient with ourselves is important. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm, okay, I'm going to tell a story about this week. Uh, I had like the worst week at, um, at my work. I was feeling when I, I was thinking about when you um, take up on every, like you get notice these little um, signs in the body language or you just take so much into, you put so much, um, how do you say it? Um, Waiting to what someone's, how someone talks or moves or yeah, yeah all the little yeah. details. Um, and I had the worst week. I was like, feeling the imposter syndrome all week. And I was just waiting for someone to just say, okay, we know you suck at this, so you don't have to fake it anymore. And I would be like, yes, I know I'm faking it. Um, But at the end, at the end of the week, I was feeling fine. And it was just like in my mind, but I think it's hard to um, not be in your mind when you're feeling that way. And also when you have your colleagues, maybe also being stressed about the same thing, but you don't communicate about that you read so much into their tone of voice or everything that just puts more of those negative thoughts in your mind. So that's also something that I have a hard time to find the balance and balance when it comes to like not putting too much um, focus on how someone talks to me. And it's not always about me. It's maybe they're having a bad day, but you always, when you're highly sensitive, I think you always, put it back on yourself when someone's maybe not talking the way they used to or yeah yeah can you uh relate to that jennifer not at all no (laughs) not at all yes like i even like tone is like a big thing for me so someone might say something but with this tone that just makes me not feel good and then, yeah. like, I'll have, like, the worst day ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, yeah. they're super mad at me. They, like, they like horrible. Yeah. I did a horrible job. Yeah. Like, they don't have my friend anymore. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. All because they said something and my ears heard it 
in a way they might not have even meant like exactly and maybe it's also for me it's also how I feel that day when that happens for me like if it's sunny and maybe I have time to meditate or work out in the morning I would not interpret that the same way I think as Mm. if it's rainy and gray and (laughs) I'm tired so I think it's that when we're a little bit extra fragile Mm. it could go downhill quite fast yeah um you know what helps me is in that because I, I, I mean, in the same way, I've been with my partner Jessica for, I don't know, almost 14 years. And we've been married for over 10. And still, there's moments where I'm just like, she hates my guts. Gosh, what's going on? <laughs> like, I, and, and I have to remind myself, and this has been kind of helpful, you know, over the last year or so I've been working on it is I say to myself we're on the same team right you know and that I think that could work with friendships partnerships you know people co-workers right it's it's you know if we really look at it and unpack it they're not trying to hurt us right they, no, they care about us right <laughs> yeah. you know and and maybe they're saying and, and ultimately it comes down to just our insecurities right hmm. yeah and also they might have a bad day. Yep. And that's where they where they talk, that's where they, where it comes from. Yeah. And it's not me. It's just that they have a bad day. And I it just lands <laughs> in my mind in a different way than it should be and the, how they meant it. I'm also really realizing there's like press points. So like a sore topic in our house is like my husband works too much all he does is work and like it's not even like and so we were just at the park and he has a job that's like I mean it doesn't sound like it's demanding he works in an aquarium but it is demanding so if someone wants something from him or like the website isn't working they're like get on that like even if it's like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday or whatever they're like fix it um we were just at the park and he looked like his eyebrows looked grumbly (laughs) And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, it's a work thing. I just need like a moment. And I was like, because I've like been like, are you done working? Are you done working so many times to him? If I even look at him when he's working, it's like defensive. Mm-hmm. Like, and, but then I take the, I like the tone. I'm just like, all I did was ask you if you were fine. Like, and then that could start like, because we're both feeling sensitive about the topic. But uh, I'm curious, like, so sensitivity doesn't just like pop in, like you've always had it. And I'm curious if like, I know when I was growing up, my parents like, or my surrounding people were just like, why do you act like this? Why are you so weak? Like, why can't you handle things? Like, and even mm-hmm. as an adult, they're like, Jennifer can't handle things. So I'm curious, like what that looked like for you growing up, or maybe you had really oh. loving supportive parents. Maybe they were also sensitive. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> no, not my dad. My mom is actually, um, but we never talked about that. So I didn't know until I was was I maybe 22 or something but um I don't have that much memory of how if it affected me as a kid but I of course it did but I was I think I've always been very aware of subtleties or like little tiny details and stuff like that and I've always the one big thing I know um is a sensitive thing is that I um my parents are now divorced like maybe eight years back um, but I know since I was maybe eight or nine that they were going to get divorced. So when mm. they told me like 10 years later, I was like, hmm, 
I knew you don't did not <laughs> have to been waiting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that comes from how their energies were when they were together. And I could read that and feel like mm, you're not at the same wavelength um, as when you're in love or when you're a couple. They were just friends. Mm. Um, so I think that's the one big thing I remember, I think, comes from being highly sensitive. Yeah. Um, and also, I remember being, like at daycare, I always knew all the details. So when someone's sock was missing and my <laughs> teacher were like, where's Emily's sock? And I was like, in the red drawer in the bottom. Like I knew where everything <laughs> was. Um, so I think that's also one thing that I know. Like I, uh, yeah. I, where's my red sock? Uh, I think it's in the fridge. <gasps> it is in the fridge. <laughs> I was going to get cool because it's so hot here. That's actually, that's nice. <laughs> I would love that. I'm going um, to fridge socks. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing, I think. Um, there's like an, a, you're, you're very observant, right? Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That's the right word. Yeah. I still am. Um, but I think I was, yeah, that was a big thing when I was a kid and I, yeah, brought it into my adult, adulthood. <laughs> it's um, interesting. The, the, cause I, I'm a very, I think observe, I can be very observant and I can, and at times I can be just like chaos reigns type of person, person, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's the the observant, sensitive person. What's interesting to me about that is like, it's almost like the more the more information we have, the more safe we feel. It's like maybe it's armor, right? Maybe it's mm. maybe it's like, you know, the world is scary. I'm gonna know everything about it. I'm gonna know, you know, I'm gonna have all of the answers, right? Mm. Exactly. Yeah. I also think. I like surprises, but I don't like surprises. (laughs) Uh, So I also think it's a way to figure out maybe a plan B or like trying to calculate a situation before it happens. So I'm ready for it. Mm. Um, By that, like all the details, maybe I can figure out like, oh, maybe next week we have to, I I don't know how to explain it. But I think that's um, a way to, like you said, feel safe. Um, mm. to have as much information as possible and maybe try to figure out a situation before it happens and be prepared for it. The um, challenge of this, of course, is that the world is chaos, right? Yeah. The world's a mystery, right? We're on this pale blue dot of wonder and overwhelm. Um, and a lot, you know, as our great teachers have t- told us and are telling us is like a lot of... Um, you know, finding ourselves and acceptance is in the letting go. Do you mm. struggle with that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I'm a bit of a control freak, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, my boyfriend, we've been together for like maybe 10 years, 11. Um, but he's super, he, he doesn't plan anything. He's like, we'll figure it out. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and I get like, we need to plan this. We need to make a list. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as the years went by, I actually became a little bit more like him uh-huh. and I feel much more calm. It's like, yeah, it's a good thing to let go. I think a little bit and I mm-hmm. can't control everything. If yeah. it happens, it happens. And yeah, I'll yeah. deal with it then that like if it happens. 
Um, I'm not gonna, it's not like I'm gonna be exactly like him in 20 years, but <laughs> maybe it's good to be a little bit different when it comes to that because you can um, learn from each other, I think. Um, okay. But it's really hard to let go and just be be with your thoughts and be, yeah, let what happens happen. How do you do that? No one, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I, I, um, when it comes to like work things like this, you know, I, or, you know, sometimes when I have like so much going on and I, I do have a lot going on right now, I'm doing a lot. I, I do need to be a bit more like organized with like my thoughts. But in my real life, I do love to like fly by the seat of my pants. Hmm. You know, I had like there's this perfect example of like the way Jessica is differently different than I am, which is we'll go on a hike. Right. And I want to just go and wander and who cares how long and who cares where we're going. It's just about being present and pretending like I'm Frodo Baggins. Like that's <laughs> what it's all about. Right. And to her, she's like, we need snacks. We need to make sure we have water. How yeah. long are we going? Where are we going? And I'm just like, who cares? It's fun. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I, I, I have a lot of that. And I, I feel like that's just, um, you know, I was, you know, there was a lot of chaos in my house and I was out by myself a lot. So I, you know, I, I was able to like embrace a lot of that chaos in some ways. Um, but, you know, I, I think I can do a little bit of both. Yeah. 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 Not a balance. A or flow. A flow. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Jennifer? Uh, the original question was, are you a planner or a spontaneous person? Or was it about letting go? I don't remember. <laughs> I, think, I think all of the above, really. I think I'm... Uh, I want to say I'm a letting go person or like a spontaneous person. And maybe if we have less than a minute, by the way, um, and maybe in some cases I am like when I get to a place, I just want to wander. Like, I think my husband and I really balance each other out because he is a planner. You I'm flow plan each other out. We flow each <laughs> I think I want to be a planner, but research and like super planning makes me incredibly anxious. Like it makes me anxious to look like where should we stay or like, um, the only thing great, this podcast is going to know about is that <laughs> the only thing I want to make sure I plan is like, where are we getting coffee? Where are we getting, where are we getting muffins? Like <laughs> what cafes are on our routes? Um, where can we stop and walk around where there'll be dogs there? Um, important, important. Yeah. 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 um, or trees or flowers. Like I, I just want to make sure there's like fun pockets that I make sure are included in our adventuring. Mm -hmm. um, right. So I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm not as bad as it used to be. Cause it used to be like real, like very controlling, like at two twenty to two twenty five, like we do this, but if we, and if we would leave at two twenty five instead of two twenty, I would like have a panic attack. But I think I was also, it was like the worst my depression has been. And I had an eating disorder and like, I really needed to control things, but it was like yeah. very unhealthy. Like yeah. I would, I would lose it if like, we were behind schedule, even though there's no reason it's a Saturday. Like there's no reason to have a schedule. Like, um, but even like last night, like I get very overwhelmed very easily. And I knew we wanted to do these things this weekend and I still have to work. And like, it's very hard to work on a weekend when you have a kid and like both partner wants to do stuff. And so I was like, 
yelling at Camilo that I couldn't find something. And he's like, why are you acting like this? I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. He's like, if the house projects don't get done, it's going to be okay. They haven't gotten done in a month anyway. Like, yeah, it's just because you decide you want to get to some house projects. And when it's not happening, it's like messing it's up a, your mind. It's a mixture of like, um, I actually don't mind mess, but when mess gets like real, like really bad, like our, it feels like our house is like throwing up. Um, <laughs> then like I get severely anxious too. And my husband is an anxious person also. So the two of us are like constantly anxious because like, there's so many dishes and like we just move. So like we're working too much to like un- finish unpacking and organize. And like normally that doesn't bother me, but at this point it's like really bad. And so we're both like panicky all the time and then we're both in bad moods. And then, so like, he'll be like, it's fine. It's fine. Relax. Oh my God. The office is so messy. This is driving me insane. You have to fix it. And then, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta fix it. And then I break down and then like, it's a cycle. (laughs) Yeah. I I always say that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You're the guest. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, I try to explain to my boyfriend because he doesn't care when, if it's messy. So I try to explain to him when a lot of thing, things are going on in my mind and it's messy in my mind, I need everything else around me to not be messy because then it's going to be like an overload. Mm. But actually, he got that. So he's like really good at clean, cleaning up at night when I'm in bed. So I wake up to a Tidy oh, send him over here next. Yeah. <laughs> the short flight. Swedish men. <laughs> what I was going to say, I, and I think it's important, um, something you said, Louise, is it's like we, it's, it's really anxiety is what it is. We project and we're like, okay, this is how the day is going to be. This is how the weekend's going to be. You know, in our mind, we're already like expecting it to go a certain way that's only going to set us up for failure, right? Because right. like, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or even in an hour, right? And so a lot about being sensitive, a lot about mental health is about finding moments when we can of just presence and being still and being okay with how we're feeling in the moment. I agree. Yeah, true. So Louise, what would you say to someone like a listener who's listening, who's feeling you know, very (laughs) sensitive, who's feeling a lot of feelings and maybe is in a space, you know, not Sweden, maybe the United States (laughs) uh, that feels a little insensitive. Yeah, I, I know it's a hard thing to talk about if it's not acceptable, (laughs) or like if it's not feels like a safe space. Yeah, but I always, always say that communication communication is always key but it's actually key you have to tell people how you feel or how you experience different situations if you feel safe to do that because otherwise it's hard for other people who aren't sensitive it's hard for them to understand how you are feeling in that moment or in that situation so just it's okay to not talk about feelings but it's also okay to talk about them so i think a big yeah. thing is to actually talk about it or like it doesn't have to be a big story about like the whole day. It could just be like, I don't feel comfortable right now or I need some time to, I just need to take a five and take a breather or yeah, just small steps when it comes to communication, I think. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid to talk about it. It's not, I think mean, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> 
Um, and the more we talk about it, the more people can actually understand how we see the world or how we experience things. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I mean, talking is, is important and uh, you're right. I, you know, I think we do need to figure out who our safe people are because, yeah. you know, not, or who our safe communities are, you know, pockets and, and they're, they, they exist. They're there, right. You know, we just need to find them and, 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 yeah, I, I think I love the I love that you said like, you know, you don't need to like unload everything, right? It can right. just be, you know, a moment. It can just be like how you're feeling right now. And that could be uh, a, an act that allows you to kind of just get used to talking about it, you know? Right. I, I remember one time I was on the tram with my friend um, before covid um and it was a lot of people on the tram like five in the afternoon everyone was going home um and i got really distant on the tram i was sitting there not listening to her but i still answer her but i was in my mind somewhere else trying to protect myself not from like from not taking in what everyone's talking about or everyone's stressed uh, emotions Mm -hmm. um and she asked me when we got off like if i was mad at her or like upset and then I found that a good time to explain to her why I was zooming out because it was all about protection. If I was supposed to like talk to her at the same time and then get distracted by everyone else's talking or kids screaming or noises or whatever, um, I was not going to be a good person <laughs> when we got home. So I had to tell her like, I have to zoom out sometimes just to protect myself to be a, better human (laughs) later um so you can take like tiny um like i said tiny uh, moments of the day and just try to explain how you you don't have to tell her that you want to cry if you hear someone else being sad in the tram but you can just tell her that or him or whoever you're talking to uh that um what you need in that moment to function as a human being afterwards um yeah. Yeah. I love that. How do we recharge as sensitive, feely, all the feels people? <laughs> um, in a lot of ways, I think. Um, here, This is also um, a thing. Like, a, well, you have to find what makes you feel comfortable and safe and recharged. Because it could be, for me, for example, I love to go to the forest and just look at the colors of leaves or a tiny little flower or just like hang out in the forest or by the ocean. Or I really love to come home and just put on cozy slippers and watch a TV show and like not think about anything. Um, but I, I, it could be reading a book, meditate, go for a walk, paint, pet an animal, <laughs> listen to a podcast, exercise journal yeah can be a lot of things but um the most important thing is to actually like sit down and figure out when you're feeling good and when you're feeling like calm and collected and energized and remember that and do that the next time you're feeling overwhelmed so there's not a list of things that this works for you it's you have to figure that out yourself um it's very personal yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Jennifer, what is, what is a thing that recharges you other than cookies? Dang it. I was mm. going to say cookies. <laughs> um, eating cookies or making them? I am not a good baker. I am a good cook. But yeah. baking, you have to follow the directions. And yeah. it usually involves like math. Both of I don't follow directions and I'm not good at math. <laughs> but um, I have like I sorry listeners I talk about this in like every episode. But like my most efficient way of like resettling my mind is like I make a fresh cup of tea and I take out I have like a cookie and I put it on a plate and like I in like I enjoy the cookie like it's a treat it's happy sometimes it happens multiple times of the day depending on how stressful the day is but like for whatever reason like that's my most sacred self-care checkout thing like in that moment I'm able in a way that I can't even walks don't always do like which we go on a lot of walks um and I love it and it it does help me but for whatever reason like that's like mommy needs a minute (laughs) (laughs) and mommy needs a cookie (laughs) mommy needs a cookie and a hot cup of tea like (laughs) that's my most favorite but no one said no cookies um no, it's fine. Birds help me a lot too, which is funny because I just got invited to a bird podcast. But like going oh, outside, cool. it's like, I, it's so funny. We did like a mental health podcast and a, a woman in the UK has a bird, mental, like a bird self-care type podcast. Is she a bird? Is it a podcast by birds, for birds? Well, she's a spoonbill <laughs> and it's only for blue jays. And uh, I'm not a blue jay, but I'm a special oh. guest. There you go. Nice. Um, no, but it's like a bird watcher podcast. And um, I love, wa- I mean, I love birds. Like I love that my favorite part of going for the walks is seeing like the lizards and the birds and like my son knows to pet the flowers and, and it's kind of great. Also one thing I remember, like I've been talking about um, with my friends who are also HSP. I love like my biggest thing, like that cookies is for you. I love to watch like kids shows like Pixar, Disney, or like mm. old kid shows when I was from when I was a kid, because it feels safe mm-hmm. and happy yeah. and just cozy. <laughs> I rewatch I rewatch most TV shows over and over and I read most books over and over because especially when I'm like doing stuff or I'm feeling anxious because they're my friends and I, like I know mm. what to expect. So I know I could pay attention and I'll still love them, but it won't necessarily take all of my attention. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I always do that when I'm home alone and my boyfriend's out. I'm like, yes, I'm going to watch Disney <laughs> all by myself. It's like guilty pleasure and also recharging at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nostalgia can do that. How about yeah. you, known? Yeah, I mean, I relate to this nostalgia piece of it. You know, I remember finding a lot of safety and feeling, you know, myself and connecting and, and you know, stories of, boys on out in woods you know jack london books you know where the red fern grows things like that so reading is definitely a recharge for me nature is certainly a recharge for me i I like to run and hike and and being in nature is uh definitely good for me um writing for sure yeah reading writing arithmetic not arithmetic (laughs) certainly not. isn't that like what Today in school, we're going to learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. No, definitely no math for me. But uh, yeah, what else do we want to say about sensitive, sensitive stuff? Being sensitive. 
when did you figure out you were sensitive known? Because I, I think Louise, you and I found out around the same time. I'm pretty sure I was either like 23 or 25. And like, I opened Yeah. my friend invited me over and I was like, she's like, I found this article. I think you really should like look at it. It was in like a women's exercise or women's something magazine. And it was like, are you hyper, a hypersensitive person or whatever? And I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> this is what I am. Like I like I grew up where I was weak and not enough and like not good at handling my feelings. And I'm like, this is actually this is a thing. Like doctors mm. know about this thing. And like, yeah, I am exist. Like I'm not like super <laughs> weird. Well, I am super weird, but like not because of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, also I think um highly sensitive people are also getting oh like we miss mistake we are getting mistaken by being um anxious or um, shy and that's not always the case it's just that we are yeah we need more time to process and like think about some things and it's also like we have the traits are similar to being um an introverted mm-hmm. but um actually like i think it's 30 percent of highly sensitive people are extroverted so it's not i not said that on your website are, yeah, not all people are <laughs> introverted and shy. Um, so it's you can't always tell if someone's highly sensitive. Um, I I was, you know, <laughs> I I'm an introvert. I I identify as an introvert. I I remember. So I I played soccer for I don't know thirty years or so. And when I was about five, <laughs> I was playing. And I scored my first goal and all of the attention of everyone made me cry. Hmm. I just broke down and cried because I couldn't, I couldn't handle all the attention. I, I'm still that way. Like I don't want attention because it's just like too overwhelming. You know, it's too much. Um, so like I, I was definitely very sensitive early on and uh, it, uh, it was hard for some in my family i'll just put it that way yeah but also like do, were you do you feel like it's hard with attention if you decide that you want to be in the spotlight because or do you, uh, do you understand good what I question mean? i do yeah that's a yeah. great question i i don't always do that although podcast so, movement you had attention yeah no i i so it's funny because i I have these deep limiting beliefs that stem from childhood that, you know, that, that tell me I don't deserve love and deserve pain and all these things. I'm trying to unlearn those things. And as a part of unlearning that I've been trying to be more bold about the things I believe in and the things I believe that I'm good at. Right. And a couple of years ago, I couldn't even have said that sentence just now. Like I, I, I have such a deep insecurity and a deep hate um, for myself, but I'm getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I don't like the attention either. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, especially when I remember in school, when someone says something about you and like, what do you want to say? And just everyone turns towards oh me. Oh my gosh! That's the and like worst. I have to say something, and I just want to cry and like run, run away. Yes. But some days I feel like I'm the clown in the room mm. because then it's my choice mm. to be in the center of attention. Um, but most of the time, I'm 
the other way around. Like I'm just, if I sit at a dinner and I'm, I know that someone might have listened to a podcast episode or whatever, like something like that. And I'm super scared that someone's going to bring it up and that I have to talk about it and that all the attention is going to be on me. We'll make sure to send this episode to everyone you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I don't know where. uh, Yeah. So I think I'm uh, like 50-50. I'm more introverted, but I'm also an extrovert, I think. You're an ambivert. Yeah. I call myself an introverted extrovert. I think that's yeah. what I call it, an extroverted. Yeah, an introverted extrovert because I need not only f- like to be with people, but I need to sometimes talk with people because I don't yeah. only stay in my head all the time. Like, um, but like within my limit. So like usually mm-hmm. I'll like if we hang out with people, I want to hang out with them, not at my house, because it's really rude to be like, okay, get out. I'm done now. Like, exactly. <laughs> but you can always not rudely say, look at the time I got to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, you need so to as like uh, a, a safe do the, I- the Irish exit, which is, except if you're yeah. the only one hanging out with someone and you just leave, then they're stuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, I, I think this was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. thank you Louise that was oh. your delight and it's good to see your face and I think the listeners are going to love this episode and, and relate to it And um, but please before we wrap up tell the listeners where they can connect with you Yeah, they can find me over at Instagram at highly sensitive underscore or underline I don't know which works Underscores. <laughs> yeah so highly sensitive underscore person Amazing. And you will find all these pink, peach, mint little colors over there. Happy, yes. soothing colors. <laughs> and listeners, it'll make you feel less alone in your sensitivities. You and know. there's little clouds sometimes. Yeah. They're very cute. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you for, for having being, me. Yeah, thank you for being a part of It's Okay to Feel. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode, we would love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or just to say hello, head over to Instagram at Nami underscore OC, N-A-M-I underscore OC, or say hi to known at you, me, empathy, or me, Jennifer, at Jennifer Lynn, J-E-N-I-P-H-E-R-L-Y-N. Thanks. Have a beautiful day.